course, one of the most popular ways to save money is yung following yung principle of paying yourself first, which means uh, setting aside a portion of your income as savings before you even pay for your necessary expenses. Hi everyone! Welcome to the Richard Bautista Show, where my goal is to lead you to have a right mindset so you can achieve the success in your life. I'm Richard Bautista, and thank you so much for being here. Tonight, we are honored to feature a very special guest. He is registered financial planner, YouTuber, blogger, and top podcaster in the Philippines. Here at the Richard Bautista Show, let us all welcome Mr. Fitz Gerard Villafuerte. Hi, sir. Welcome to the Richard Hello. Bautista Show. And, uh... Kamusta? Uh, thank you for inviting me and uh, I'm excited to share yung mga insights ko dito and uh, I hope ma- maraming matutunan and magustuhan yung mga listeners natin dito sa episode natin ngayon. So, thank you, Richard. And thank you, thank you then po, sir, dahil uh, sa pagpayag po sa invitation ko na mag-guest sa The Richard Bautista Show. So, let's hop into it na po. Pop-up question. Okay, sige. If mananalo ka, if nanalo ka ng 10 million pesos sa loto, saan mo siya gagastusin or paano mo siya i-manage? Ah, uh, well, I would uh, first look at my financial goals and then i-check ko kung alin ba dun sa mga financial goals ko yung pwede ko nang bilhin or pwede ko nang gawin. So right now, I am actually trying to save for a rental property. Wow. So, bala ko kasi bumili ng isang uh, condominium na pwede iparenta. Then probably yung 10 million, dun pupunta yon Kasi yun yung pinaka uh, financial goal ko na gusto kong ma-achieve kasi makikreate yon ng additional income for me. So, yun yung masasabi ko. Of course, yung 10 million na yan, iba-iba yung pagagamitan natin. Depende kung anong face ng buhay ko or anong part ng buhay ko dumating. Siguro kung yung 10 million na yan ay dumating sa akin five years ago, malamang pinambili ko yan ng sasakyan kasi yun yung, yun yung goal ko at, at that time. Eh. But of course, na-achieve ko na siya. So, iba na naman yung financial goal na natin. Yun yung primary na pagagamitan natin. Kung ano ba yung mga gusto nating gawin at uh, bilhin at that moment. Yun. <laughs> Pero malaki yung 10 million na yan. Ha? I, I think it's really something that uh, we should not waste. Para sa akin, sayang yung 10 million. Hindi yan basta-basta dadating sa buhay natin. So, might as well use it para makakreate ng mas maraming pera. Yun. Mm, wow. So, i-invest nyo po yung pera nyo sa uh, property para mas uh, mag-generate pa po ng income para mas lumaki pa po yung 10 million. Tama po ba? Yeah, you can say that because ito yung current na financial goal ko. Mm. So, uh, I would say na yes, I will invest it in a property for rental income. But yun nga, baka kasi yung mga nakikinig sa atin, uh, ang gawin pag nakakuha din ng pera, mag-invest sa real estate. So, I'm not saying na wag nyo gagayaan yung gusto kong gawin. Ang, gawin. ang gagawin nyo dapat is, ano ba yung gusto mong mangyari? Ano ba yung financial goal mo? Kasi each one of us is different. 
So, kung ano yung kailangan mo at that moment na nakuha mo yung pera mo, yun dapat yung gagawin mo. It's just so happens na at this particular point in time, kung bibigyan mo ako ng 10 million, yun yung gagawin ko kasi yun talaga yung pinagpaplanuhan ko sa pera ko, di ba? So, yun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, iba-iba talaga po tayo na kanin, ng mga financial goals sa buhay. And in your case po, the rental property. Okay. So, this is the million dollar question. Okay. What? what is your grind? What is my grind? All right. Um, I'm, I would say that during the start of my career, I'm, what I mean is when I graduated in college, all that I ever wanted to do was to have a successful career as an engineer because I'm an engineering graduate. And after mga four or five years, medyo nagsawa ako. <laughs> Kaya ako lumipat na iba-ibang industry. The industry that I am now is in the financial services industry. I am a financial literacy advocate. And that's usually what I answer people now. Ano bang ginagawa mo? Ansang ka busy? I am busy with my advocacy in educating Filipinos about the importance of financial literacy. And of course, I try to achieve that by doing different things. I primarily, I am primarily a registered financial planner, so that's my profession now. And I would say na siguro for the next several years, ito din talaga yung gagawin ko because I have discovered self-fulfillment in doing this both as a profession, as a source of income, and also as an advocacy. So what's my grind? I'm in the financial education business, I would say. Wow, financial education business. Wow. So, ba- bakit nyo po pinili na maging advo- advocacy in life yung pagiging financial planner? Well, hindi ko siya pinlano. It's something that I discovered. Para sa akin kasi... Ang talagang goal ko nung medyo bata pa ako ay umaman. <laughs> wow. So, from being an employee, I experienced being a freelancer. And then, eventually, I discovered entrepreneurship. And then, napansin ko, all throughout those three phases in my life, malaki yung naging uh, part ng personal finance. Um kung hindi ako natuto kung paano i-manage yung pera ko, hindi ko magagawa na mag-transition from being an employee to a freelancer to an entrepreneur. So, nung nakita ko, na-realize ko yung importance niya, I said to myself na, this is something that is not really being taught in school or alam mo, in real life, I would say. konti lang yung mga kilala natin na talagang, well, at least during those times, let's say 10 years ago, konti lang yung nagtuturo about personal finance. And I said to myself na, this is something that I can go into. Na I'm sure kung I found it very important or I found valuable information on personal finance that helped me improve my life, I'm sure it will also help other people. So... That's the reason why I got into the personal finance uh, niche, no? And one of the things that kept me in this doing in doing this, kaya ako napatagal dito, is there's a sense of self-fulfillment on my part 
lalo na kapag yung mga natulungan ko bumabalik sa akin. Siguro hindi ko pa siya ramdam eh, mga first two or three years. Pero uh, after around five years of uh, promoting financial literacy through my blog and through my uh, uh, seminars, I started getting emails from people who attended my seminar or from those who followed my blog na natulungan ko daw sila na mabayaran yung utang nila and especially yung mga OFWs na nakauwi eventually nag for good quote unquote for good yun yung term nila eh nakapag for good ako sir dahil sa inyo so dun ko na realize na this is something that I want to continue doing not only because it gives me a lot of uh, self-fulfillment. There's a sense of self-fulfillment and uh, there's also a sense of me being able to contribute something positive to this world. But I also know that I am helping a lot of people. So, yun, I decided na, sige, ito na yung gagawin natin for the next uh, foreseeable future. No, I, I'm, Hindi ko sinasarado yung ano ko yung uh, pintuan ko baka mamaya ba? five years down the road mag-artista pala ako wow. yun na yung calling ko pagiging artista but uh, for the next foreseeable future yan I would like to continue doing yung aking financial advocacy mm. so uh, pinili niyo po yung pagiging financial uh, yung financial advocacy niyo kasi o nga naman na sa school system natin parang hindi siya natuturo kung paano talaga uh, ma-manage ng tama yung pera kung paano magawa yung pera. So, speaking of pera, sir, do you believe that money is important in our life? Oo oh, naman. Actually, kahit anong gawin mo sa buhay, kailangan ng pera. <laughs> uh, I always tell people na ang pera para siyang uh, toothbrush, no? na it's, um, it's important, it's a tool for us to be able to continue living. It's not the most important thing in the world, but it is a necessity. It is actually a tool. And uh, money is a neutral entity. Ibig sabihin, it's not bad and it's not good. It is not the root of all evil. Ang pera, depende yan kung paano natin ginagamit. Yun yung nagdedetermine kung good ba siya or evil. But in every stage of our life, Kailangan natin ng pera because we have things that we want to accomplish. We we have things that we want to buy. Not, necessary, not necessarily for ourselves, but also to be able to provide actually for our loved ones and to be able to uh, grow our, our relationships. And uh, I would say na importante ang pera, pero it's not the most important thing in the world. Ang sinasabi ko nga, the reason why it's important for us to learn how to manage our finances is because kapag okay yung management natin ng pera natin, then yung time and energy natin, we can focus more on uh, growing our relationships. Kasi syempre, I believe na yun yung mas importante, growing our uh, relationships with our loved ones, fulfilling yung mga dreams and passions natin. So, if we, we it, that is only possible if we are able to take care of our personal finance. Very basic yan na tipong parang personal hygiene, di ba? So, mas, uh, mas 
magaan or mas madali magtrabaho, mag-accomplish ng mga kailangan natin gawin sa buhay kung tayo ay healthy. No, It's just one of the tools that we use to be able to be productive in our lives, yung, yung pera na yan. But it is actually something that a lot of people uh, miss out on. Inisip nila na end goal yung magkaroon ng maraming pera. Uh, mm. That's not true. Ang pagkakaroon ng pera, it's just one of the steps that you need to take because there are other things that are more important. And before mo magawa yung mga mas importanteng bagay na yon, kailangan ma-reach mo muna yung stage na may pera ka. Yun. Mm. So, money is important na kagaya nyo nga po na sinabi nyo na money is just a tool. So, hindi ito yung end goal mo. So, kasi maraming mm-hmm. maraming ano eh, maraming uh, karamihan parang nasa mindset po nila na uh, ang end goal nila is pagiging mayaman. Pero, kailangan uh, parang madadaanan mo lang siya sa goals mo. Parang, ito yung goal ito yung tool mo para maabot mo yung ibang goals mo halimbawa makapagbakasyon makapagsaya-saya para makabili ng bahay eh makabili oh. ng bahay so okay so what drives you to keep helping people on how to ma- or um, helping people on how to manage their money Well, of course, marami tayong reasons bakit natin ito ginagawa. Sabihin na natin na ang quote-unquote selfish reason is because uh, it's something that not a lot of people do. So, I found myself a good field or a good industry where konti lang kami in the, in the terms ng isang popular book. It's a blue ocean eh. Konti lang mga financial planners sa Pilipinas. So, merong opportunity for me to make money as a financial planner, as a, finan- as a registered financial planner. So, number two, quote-unquote, selfish goal is because it's uh, something that I see a lot of potential because I've met a lot of uh, OFWs. Sabi na natin na marami silang pera pero hindi niya alam kung anong gagawin nila. So, I can now offer my services to them, uh, not only giving advice, but also managing their 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 investment, their portfolio, kasi I also offer investment advisory services. So yun yung quote-unquote na, na selfish reasons. But of course, yung mga selfless reasons natin is because I know that I am doing something concrete to help other people. And of course, that provides some form of uh, self-fulfillment and self-actualization na, na, na kikita mo na you are contributing something good to the society, lalo na kapag nakikita mo nga na nag improve yung buhay ng ibang tao. So that also keeps me inspired and motivated to, to continue doing this. And uh, sinasabi ko nga na minsan, a lot of people they're asking na ano ba yung paano natin malalaman yung purpose natin sa buhay di ba ano ano ba yung meaning of life etc and i always tell them na you should not focus on finding your purpose or focus on finding the meaning of life the most basic thing that you can do is ask yourself what can i do to help other people so help other people in your own way and eventually do mo ma-discover yung Uh, masasabi natin passion natin, yung purpose natin and then eventually 
you are able to help other people and doon mo madidiscover na mukhang ito na yung gusto kong gawin for the uh, next years to come no for the foreseeable future so yun yung yun yung dalawang factors na nagmo-motivate sa akin na gawin ito uh, of course there's always it's always important to uh, make it sustainable whatever you do kasi o nga nakakatulong ka nga sa ibang tao pero hindi naman siya sustainable so hindi mo magagawa ng matagal kaya para sa akin it's also important to consider na sustainable ba yung ginagawa mo na pagtulong sa ibang tao so of course I earn income that's why I chose to do this but also I found na it's making a big impact in the lives of other people that's why I also continue doing this kasi useless din naman kung kita ka ng kita ng pera marami kang pera pero para lang lahat sa sarili mo and kung para lang lahat sa sarili mo ikaw lang yung uh, lumalago ang kabuhayan then I don't think na there's any emotional reward that comes from that it's also important to see the people around you and uh, to witness the people other people also improving their lives and becoming better versions of their se- themselves through the things that you are contributing to the society. No? So that's one of the uh, beliefs that I have. Uh, it's important to help other people, but it's also important to find a sustainable way to continue helping other people. So yun yung medyo kailangan na babalansihin natin. And when you are able to find that, ayan, I, I would say na you're just a few steps away from finding your purpose and finding meaning in your life. Yun. <laughs> wow. Na, wow. So, sir, di ba, uh, as financial uh, planner, paano nyo po, paano po kayo na, paano po kayo natututo or ano-ano po yung mga, ano nyo, mga binabasa or mga pinapakinggan about finance? Ano po yung mga favorite libro nyo, mga favorite shows? Yan. Ah, well, ano kasi ako, reader ako by mm. heart ibig sabihin uh, mas gusto kong nagbabasa eh, kesa sa mga nanonood ng mga videos or nakikinig ng mga podcast although I, I I still watch videos and listen to podcast pero hindi siya in the financial industry yung pagbabasa ko I actually don't read a lot of financial books as well. Mm. Ang madalas kong binabasa usually are mga medyo technical, eh, mga technical articles, mga research studies uh, on finances. Primarily because I want to keep myself updated with what's happening pag may bagong klaseng um, investment. Kung ano ba yung outlook ng current eco- economy natin, ano yung economic outlook, market outlook. So, yung mga reports na to, mga articles that come out in business and finance websites, ito yung medyo nosebleed, pero yun yung sinatsaga kong basahin kasi doon ko natututunan yung mga, uh, eventually, nagagamit kong information to help other people with their finances. Kung for self-development, I actually read more on mga books on self-development and entrepreneurship. Kasi I think there's a lot of lessons that we can learn pagdating sa productivity, 
tsaka pagdating sa self-development and lalo na pagdating sa entrepreneurship. Kasi one of the principles pagdating sa financial planning is you treat your household as if it's a business. Kasi di ba sa isang negosyo, meron kang may produkto ka, meron kang profit, tapos meron kang expenses. Ang importante, mas malaki yung profit mo kesa dun sa expenses mo, sa costs mo. So kung ititreat mo na parang negosyo yung personal finance mo or yung gasos ng bahay mo, ganun din siya. Siyempre, ang produkto niyan is yung mga skills and talents ng mga income earners. That's why you have to take care kung sino ba yung mga income earners. And then that's a profit and then we have expenses. And I believe na there's a lot of principles and lessons that you can learn from being an entrepreneur that you can apply sa personal finance ng isang tao. So I read more on uh, entrepreneurship books and also mga self-development. Yung mga non-fiction books, particularly yung mga, mga productivity. Because I've met a lot of people na maraming alam tungkol sa investments, maraming alam tungkol sa, sa economics, pero hindi nila na-apply sa buhay nila, particularly because they lack uh, time management, energy management. Minsan, may well meron akong specific na kaibigan talagang marunong talagang alam niya yung how the stock market works pero pag tinanong ko bakit hindi ka nag-i-invest or nagte sa stock market sinasabi niya kasi masyado akong busy sa work ko so hindi ko na siya na so alam mo yon uh, kulang talaga yung yung knowledge natin about how to be productive how to be op- how to optimize our time how to be able to manage our energy yan yung energy management that's something that not a lot of people uh, consider kasi tayo puro time management di ba time management time management pero importante din yung energy management ibig sabihin kailangan alam mo kung anong oras ka sa isang araw mataas yung energy mo kasi pag mataas ang energy mo dun ka dapat um, gumagawa, doon mo dapat ini-schedule yung mga bagay na medyo kailangan ng mataas na energy. Particularly on my part, yung mga uh, tasks ko na kailangan ng analysis, alam mo yun, deep thinking, doon ko siya ini-schedule sa oras ng araw ko na mataas yung energy ko. So yun yung energy management, hindi lang siya basta-basta time management. And I can say that Focusing on doing this for myself has helped me also improve on my finances. Kaya yun yung pinag-aaralan ko sa pagdating sa mga libro and even yung the podcast that I listen to and the, the I would say the videos that I usually uh, watch online. So yun, <laughs> medyo valid. Actually, a lot of people are surprised that I don't really read a lot of finance books. Para sa akin kasi, ang important pagdating sa personal finance, you have a good grasp of the basic. So, syempre, yung mga basics na yan, you can learn that from mga seminars, I would say. Tapos, yung mga mga textbooks about finance. Binabalikan ko nga minsan, eh, yung mga... Meron ka, yung brother ko kasi is an accountant. So, yung mga textbooks niya, yun yung, yun yung minsan nire-refer ko, lalo na pag may nagtatanong sa akin about taxation, alam mo yan, mga business consultancy ko. So, mga technical books yung binabasa ko na libro when it comes to finance. Not really yung mga mga inspirational type of uh, personal finance books. Although, of course, those are very good books if you want some motivation and inspiration. Pero siguro ako kasi, because I am already in the profession of the registered 
planner financial planners uh, space i think na hindi na sa akin pwede na puro inspiration and motivation so kailangan medyo may technical knowledge tayo so i read more yung mga mga reports mga financial reports market out, market outlook economic outlook na reports yan and dal ko no sobrang okay nga po kasi sobrang dami ko po natututunan so ano po sir uh, sabi niyo po kanina na treat your uh, treat your as uh, parang sarili niyong pera as your sarili niyong business so wow mm-hmm. pa, na parang um, sinasabi niyo po na kasi ang business Sobrang ano po niyan eh, sobrang ang dami pong mga sangay-sangay, sobrang dami niyo pong gagawin. And you have to be uh, uh, sensitive or kailangan alam na alam niyo yung pera niyo kapag business kayo, business, nag-business kayo. Kasi merong ano yan eh, merong minsan, uh, merong business na mas marami pa yung nilalabas nila kesa sa napapasok sa kanilang pera. So, yun nga sir, so pa- paano nga ba mag-manage ng pera yung uh, technical side? Kung kayo po, uh, paano nyo po yung mga percentage-percentage? Halimbawa, investment, uh, 10%, mm. uh, how, yung life uh, life insurance, mga gano'n. Paano, paano po? Well, I've always believed that personal finance is personal. Ibig sabihin, walang ibang nakakaalam kung paano i-manage yung pera mo, kundi ikaw. But mm. we have our basic principles na pwede mong gawing guide So, the most basic rule is, of course, spend less than what you earn and then invest the difference. I always tell people na yun yung lagi mong isipin. Kailangan mas malaki yung kinikita mo kesa sa ginagasos mo. Tapos yung diferensya niya, hindi mo siya dapat basa-basa sinisave lang, but ini-invest mo siya. Yung mga investments na lalaki yung value ng pera mo or magkikreate siya ng additional cash flow for you. Just by simply following that, you'll notice na through the years, after several years, palaki ng palaki yung pera mo. And that's the foundation of it all. Of course, you cannot save, uh, you cannot spend less than what you earn if you don't know how to save. And it's one of the most popular ways to save money is yung following yung principle of paying yourself first, which means uh, setting aside a portion of your income as savings before you even pay for your necessary expenses. So kung meron, kung sumisweldo ka ng 20,000 pesos, tapos pagdating na sweldo mo, tago ka ng 2,000 pesos, yung 18,000, yun yung iba budget mo. Kaya siya paying yourself first kasi ang una mong babayaran yung sarili mo. Hindi yung Meralco, hindi yung credit card, hindi grocery. Hindi yun yung uunahin mo kasi karamihan ng mga mga Pilipino, 'di ba? Pagdating ng sweldo, bayad kagad ng mga utility bills, bayad kagad ng credit card bills, punta kagad sa grocery para mamili. Mali 'yon. Dapat ang una mong babayaran yung sarili mo, which is yun yung savings mo. And this is something that has really helped me improve my personal finance kahit na wala na silang ibang matutunan dito sa sa episode natin kundi yun lang masaya na ako because i personally experience i have personally experienced the benefits of being able to do that yung paying yourself first sobrang laking tulong ang nagawa niyan para sa akin 
And the standing rule is you should save 10% of your income. So kung 20,000 nga ang sweldo mo, 10% is 2,000. So every month, dapat nakapagtabi ka ng 2,000 pesos. Tapos yung 18,000, yun yung ibabudget mo sa mga gasos mo buwan-buwan. But I also say that kung hindi mo namang kaya na 10%, wag mong i-force yung sarili mo. Uh, you can start with something as little as siguro 5%. Or something na exact value na every sweldo, 500 pesos lang. Okay lang yon. I remember myself, I started at 5%. Pero syempre, hindi tayo matatapos doon. After mga 2-3 months na nakapag-adjust na ako doon sa 5%, ginawa ko siyang 7%. Tapos after a few months, ginawa ko siyang 10%. And then, ngayon, I actually saved 30% of my income. So, oh, medyo yeah. malaki. Pero, hindi yon Biglaan, it was a slow process. Over many years, I started at 5%. Na-achieve ko yung 30% siguro after mga 6 years, 6 or 7 years. Doon ko na-realize na I am now able to save at least uh, 30% of my income. Baka sinasabi nyo na, kasi tumataas din yung sweldo ko eh. Diba? But the thing is, kung napapansin lalo na yung mga nagtatrabaho, habang tumataas yung sweldo natin, parang wala pa rin tayong nasisave kasi nag adjust yung gastos natin, di ba? And that is true. That is normal. And the reverse of it is also true. Ibig sabihin, kung nililimit natin yung budget natin, nag adjust din yung lifestyle natin. So, ibig sabihin, yung paying yourself first, you can actually make that automatic. I don't know if uh, you can talk to your HR na pagdating yung sweldo, Pwede bang yung 10%, wag nyo na idagdag doon sa salary account ko. Automatic i-deposit nyo na siya doon sa isang savings account ko na walang ATM para hindi ko nakikita. Pwede yun eh. Uh, I actually know some banks who is willing to also do that automatically for you. And pag nagawa mo yung setup na yan, nako, I assure you, after a year, magugulat ka. Ba, ang laki na pala na naipon ko sa savings account ko. Na hindi mo siya nararamdaman and you don't even have to think about saving anymore because automatic na siyang nangyayari and yung lifestyle mo, nag siya according dun sa amount of money that you see in your ATM, in your salary savings account, di ba? So, that's really important if you want to learn how to manage your finances. Being able to save, learning the habit of saving. Of course, the next steps after you've been able to do that is to build your emergency fund. Kasi, syempre, unpredictable ang mga nangyayari sa buhay. It's really important na meron tayong emergency fund kapag meron tayong mga biglaang gastos. Ang maganda dyan, you don't really have to think about building your emergency fund. Uh, hindi na siya parang conscious decision because if you learned the habit of saving, if you are paying yourself first, Yun na rin yung emergency fund mo eh. You just have to be patient in building that. Ang tip ko lang is kung may biglang malaking pera na dumating sa'yo, sabihin na nanalo yung nanay mo sa bingo, binigyan ka ng balato, ba? Instead of you uh, see, uh, uh, spending that, then baka pwede mo na lang siya idagdag doon sa savings mo para mas mabilis mong mabuild yung emergency fund mo. Now, of course, after the emergency fund, Kung breadwinner ka, importante din na may life insurance ka. And then after that, assuming na meron ka na HMO kasi nagtatrabaho ka. Kasi karamihan naman ng mga 
emergency na gastos is about health eh. Mga medical emergencies. Na-accidente ka, na may nagkasakit sa pamilya nyo, etc. So assuming may HMO ka, meron ka na emergency fund, meron ka life insurance if you're a breadwinner, then that's the, that's the time that you can invest. And as I mentioned, before you invest, you should define your financial goal. Kasi yung financial goal mo yung nagdidictate kung saan ka dapat nag invest So, meron akong ano dyan eh, uh, three steps process. no If you want to become rich, you have to, number one, learn how to save. Number two, ensure that you have financial protection. And then number three, you have to learn how to invest and grow your wealth. And yung rule ko dito is bawal ng shortcut. Hindi pwedeng nakareceive ka ng 13th month pay, Christmas bonus, mag invest ka na. Hindi pwede yon kasi ang tanongin mo, step one, you have to learn how to save. Meron ka na bang savings? Marunong ka na bang mag-save? Step two, meron ka na bang emergency fund? Kung wala pa, hindi ka pwede mag-step three ng investing. So, yun, yun yung lagi kong binibigay na advice sa mga gustong i-improve yung finances nila. Although it's just three steps, I discovered that it's very helpful if you just focused on one step at a time, which means kung hindi ka pa marunong mag-save, doon ka na lang muna mag-focus. Maingay kasi sa social media eh. Mga dapat nag invest ka ngayon, dapat ano, meron kang life insurance, importante na may life insurance ka, etc. Again, personal finance is personal. Baka yung nakikita mong advice ay para sa mga taong nasa step number two or step number three na. Kung nasa step number one ka pa lang, doon ka mag-focus, learning the habit of saving. So yun, yun yung ma-advise ko sa mga nakikinig sa atin ngayon. It's important to first learn how to save. Kasi yun yung foundation mo na magkakapag-create ng malaming pera sa'yo in the future. Kasi yung savings mo, it eventually becomes your investment fund. Wow. So, grabe. Ang dami ko na lang tutunan, sir. Na first, <laughs> is kailangan mo, you have to save money, you have to pay yourself first. Na before expenses, before liabilities, kailangan may uh, percent, uh, parang meron ka lang na, na save na money sa'yo. Na yun yung, kasi karaniwan sa ating mga Filipinos, uh, ang ginagawa natin, kung ano yung natira na portion sa budget natin, uh, sa sweldo natin, yun ang tinatawag nating savings. Kaya, minsan walang nasi-save. Pero if inu- in- i- uh, inuna natin or uunahin natin yung pagsisave na magtatabi na tayo ng pera, meron na tayong assured na pera. And then sabi mm. ko, Ano siya, uh, bawas stress din yan. Kasi naalala ko dati, nung nagtatrabaho ako, kapag niyayaya ako ng barkada ko na, tara, gimmick tayo. Ang sasabihin ko sa kanila, Nako, nako, hindi ako sasama kasi nagtitipid ako. Siyempre, anong mangyayari noon? Diba? Self-pity, maawa ka sa sarili mo kasi nagtitipid ka. And hindi mo masusustain yung habit of saving kapag nagbibigay siya ng uh, uncomfortable feeling. Alam mo yun, hindi siya masaya gawin. Pero nung natutunan ko yung pay yourself first na pagdating ng sweldo, automatic tago kagad ng savings. Kapag niyayaya ako ng mga barkada ko, natala gimmick tayo. Titingnan ko lang yung wallet ko kung may pera. Titingnan ko lang yung salary ATM ko kung may pera. Kung may pera, sama ako. Kasi again, 
okay lang na maubos na lahat ng pera mo sa wallet at saka sa salary ATM mo kasi kahit na maubos yon meron ka nang naitabi na savings nung umpisa. Kaya sabi ko nga, importante na meron kang savings account na walang ATM na kung pwede nga hindi mo tinitingnan kung magkano na yung balance. Basta ang alam mo lang, pagdating ng sweldo mo, nag-automatic transfer ka doon ng a certain amount of money, pwedeng percentage or a specific amount of money na kinakalimutan mo na yon Kasi yun yung, ano mo eh, yun yung savings mo. And that's one of the advantages of paying yourself first. You don't have to think about saving anymore. Basta may pera ka, sige, gastos ka lang. Kung mayroong kang uh, gustong bilhin, may sale sa mall, sige, bilhin mo. Kasi hindi ka na nagtitipid eh dahil nung umpisa pa lang, nag-save ka na. Diba? Bawas stress. So, mas madali siyang isustain as a habit. Yun. Mm. So, nga, no, parang na-realize ko din na kapag tinitipid natin yung sarili natin na parang Masi mag parang pag may nag-aya sa iyo self ano ka pero kapag maawa ka sa sarili mo eh di ba? Oh, maawa ka sa sarili mo. Pero kapag ano na may na-save ka na na umpisa pa lang, titingnan mo na lang kung may budget ka kung may pera ka eh. No, ang galing nun. So sir, uh, nung ano po, nakikinig po ako sa podcast niyo. Meron po kayong topic doon about the piso challenge. Pwede niyo yes. po bang anuhin yan? Uh, i- i- elaborate po ano yung piso challenge na yun. Yeah, yung piso challenge, it's one of the ways that you can learn the habit of saving. And para sa akin, sabi ko, everyday, magtag- magtabi ka ng piso. Yun lang yung kailangan mong isave. Kaya siya piso challenge. And maraming, pag kinikwento ko sa mga friends ko to, na sinasabi nila sa akin na gusto daw nilang matutuhan yung habit of saving, uh, they find it ridiculous na magtatabi ng piso everyday. Pero kasi sa akin, it's not about the amount of money, but doing the habit. And according to several research studies, it takes around 66 days for you to learn a habit. Ibig sabihin, kung gawin mo siya ng more than two months ang isang bagay, nagiging part na siya ng sistema mo. And pag ginawa mo yung piso challenge na nagtatabi ka ng piso every day for more than two months, I'm very sure magiging ugali mo na siya na nagtatabi ka ng piso. Ngayon, bakit piso? Kasi we want the habit to be something na sobrang daling gawin. Diba? I'm sure hindi challenge na magtabi ng piso araw-araw. And that will now encourage you to uh, sustain the habit. Ngayon, once you are able to make it a habit, syempre, hindi naman pwedeng piso lang kasi wala kang um, maliit lang yung masisave mo. Once you are able to make it a habit, doon mo na siya pwedeng lakihan ng konti. Sabi na natin, gawin natin dalawang piso, gawin natin limang piso. Meron akong friend na 20 pesos every day na yung sinisave niya. So imagine that in a month, that's already uh, 600 pesos, di ba? And never before niya na-imagine na nakapag, makakapag-save siya every month. So again, it's just uh, 20 pesos every day para sa kanya madali na yon. Pero nagsimula siya dun sa piso. And even if you're just starting dun sa piso challenge, kung at the end of the day nakita mo na, ay, limang piso yung natira sa, sa wallet ko or sa bulsa ko, di, isip mo yung buong limang piso. The point is, you just try to create a mini habit na very, very low yung uh, possibility of failure. Alam mo, kasi kung i-challenge mo yung sarili mo na mag-save ng 100 pesos every day, minsan napagastos ka eh, di ba? Parang 
hindi mo magagawa yung 100 pesos. So, merong mataas yung chance of failure. Pero kung piso lang yung commitment mo to yourself, then it's a very sustainable uh, task that you can surely continue doing for at least two months or 66 days kasi yun yung average time for you to develop a habit. So, yun. Uh, yun yung sinasabi kong piso challenge. You just uh, challenge yourself to do something very simple, very low probability of failure na when it comes to saving money. And once you are able to learn the habit, again, we are focused on learning the habit kasi once we are able to uh, make it part of our system, mas madali na siyang i-level up. Alam mo, mas madali na siyang medyo itaas ng konti hanggang sa hindi mo na malayan na aba, ang laki na pala na nasisave ko each month. Oh. So, ano, piso-piso a day. So, napakagaan mm. napaka nga naman nun sa ano, sa boys natin. So, hindi tayo parang madedeprive na. Wala kang excuse. Oh, wala, wala kang excuse. excuse tama, tama. So, for ilan days or 55 days? 66 days. Ah, 66. Well, that's the, ano, that's the study na you, yung average number of days for a person to create a habit is 66 days. May mga nakita ko mga 21 days, meron daw one month, etc. But yung nabasa ko na research, uh, 66 days daw. But para sa akin, para sigurado, ang commit, i-commit mo siguro is 3 months or 90 days. Again, Diba? It's just one peso. What is the probability na mag-fail ka? Ang importante dito is, hindi ka pwede mag-save ng 90 pesos sa tapos ka na. <laughs> Dapat you have to physically save that one peso every day. Which means, anong ibig sabihin nito? Hahanap ka ngayon ng oras sa araw mo kung kailan mo siya gagawin. Gagawin mo siya, gagawin mo ba siya sa umaga pagising mo? Or gagawin mo siya sa gabi bago ka matulog. Depende sa'yo kung ano yung convenience sa'yo. Uh, kumuha ka na lang ng pwedeng alkansya kung saan mo ihuhulog yung piso. Pwedeng after, after mo gumising, that's one of the things na gagawin mo bago mo pa man buksan yung cellphone mo para i-check yung mga notifications mo sa Facebook habang tulog ka. Maghulog ka muna ng piso. So, alam mo yun, it now becomes a habit. Commit three months Three months lang. And then once you are able to do three months, I am, sabi na natin, 90% sure na naging part na siya ng sistema mo. And it will now be easier for you to uh, level up. Meaning, oh, sige, gawin natin limang piso naman ngayon. Di ba? Or gawin natin sampung piso, etc. And uh, it's something that you can build upon as a habit na hindi mo namamalayan, nagiging saver ka na. Wow. <laughs> so, ang ganda nun na parang save, save, save lang. Actually, meron po akong kakilala na estudyante rin na nakakapag-save siya kasi uh, ang bigayan sa kanya, na, ang bigay daw sa kanya ng baon is every month. So, every month, meron siyang 2,000 pesos na baon. And, hmm. Kung i-ano i- natin yung sa days, mga 50 pesos a day lang. Pero, ang agandahan po kasi, malapit lang yung yung school niya sa kanya. So, mm-hmm. nagbabaon na lang siya ng lunch. So, parang wala na siyang gagastusin. Ang ginagawa niya po, every month, pagkabigay sa kanya nung parents niya ng pera, meron siyang bank account. 
well, yung kakilala ko lang to ah. Ang inaano mm-hmm. niya po is 1,000, 50%, 50% of mm-hmm. ano niya of money sinesave niya na agad. And then yung 1,000, yun yung pinapaikot niya kasi wala naman siya masyadong ginagastos project lang kasi pagkain meron naman siya tas malapit lang sa school so yun so uh, yeah I, I would say na ano uh, that's a great example of paying yourself first and uh, pagdating sa pagsisave marami kasing strategies so nabanggit nga natin yung paying yourself first yung strategy ng piso challenge yung uh, roommate ko noon nung college dormit ko. Ang ginagawa naman niya, uh, I would say, uh, 5 peso challenge. Ang ibig sabihin nung ginagawa niya ay lahat ng 5 piso na coin na nakukuha niya buong araw, hindi niya ginagastos. So at the end of the day, yun yung nilalagay niya doon sa alkansa niya. So syempre, normal, normal na araw niya, bibili siya, gagastos siya. At the end of the day, or Anytime na maka-receive siya ng limang piso, 5 peso coin, hindi niya na pwedeng, hindi niya pwedeng gamitin yon, So, itinatago niya na yun. Tapos at the end of the day, lahat na naipon niya na 5 peso coin, yun yung nilalagay niya sa alkansya niya. And uh, surprisingly, after mga 3-4 months, napupuno niya yung, yung Pringles niya na, na lata. Kasi yun yung alkansya niya eh. And um, easily, that's around 3,000-4,000 pesos. So, hindi niya, hindi niya namalaya na nakapag-ipon siya ng gano'ng kalaki sa palimalimang piso. And it becomes a sort of a game. Kaya tayo mahilig maglaro. Alam mo yun? Kasi gamifying an experience uh, makes it uh, motivational for us to do. So, lagi siyang conscious na pag may limang piso siyang na-receive, eh, hindi ko na ito pwedeng gasusin. Kasi this automatically goes to my uh, alkansya at home no so that's also another way of uh, teaching yourself how to, how to save money so marami tayong mga mga strategies hanap tayo kung ano yung nagustuhan natin uh, hanap tayo ng saving strategy na feeling natin ay ito yung makakatulong sa akin mag-save so we're not telling people na gawin niyo lahat itong strategies na to kasi ma-overwhelm kayo just pick one strategy that works for you na feeling mo ay kaya mong gawin, sustainable for you, then stick to that. So, ano talaga, personal, ano po talaga, ano, kung ano yung works best for you, yun yung gagawin natin. Okay. So, yes. ano po sir, uh, di ba may podcast po kayo na The 80%, bakit yung po yes. na-decide na, na mag-start ng podcast? Alright. So, Number one, napansin ko late 2019, mga around September, October, na there's a growing number of people or there's a growing number of Filipinos who are creating podcasts. Matagal na ako nakikinig ng podcast eh. Back in 2015, 2016, nakikinig na ako ng podcast. Wow. Pero puro mga American series eh. Uh, ang nakapagpa, nakapagpa-convince sa akin na makinig na mga podcast was yung mga true crime series no particularly yung serial na podcast and yun yung naka, na, nag-introduce sa akin sa sa podcasting world but for me it used to be just a form of entertainment and then i discovered na may may, may mga educational podcast din pala although uh, since 
a lot of them are mga Americans or mga foreign podcasts. Hindi ako masyadong na nawili <laughs> or hindi ako masyadong nakinig. But I specifically discovered na yun nga may babang dumadami yung mga Filipino made podcast pag tinitingnan ko sa Apple Podcast Directory yung naisip ko na maybe this is something that would be become popular in the next few months or next few years so i considered creating my own podcast pero hindi pa ako solve noon kasi nga mga around September October 2019 pa lang yon however it was already something that i was thinking about what what made me decide was nung December Uh, someone told me na, Sir, sana may podcast din kayo. And as I mentioned na part of my advocacy is uh, helping people with their financial literacy. Yan yung talagang ginagawa natin. Nung tinanong ko yung nag, nag, nagtanong sa akin na bakit gusto mo mag-podcast ako? Kasi meron naman akong blog, you can read. Tapos meron naman akong YouTube uh, channel, you can also watch my videos, etc. And ang sabi niya, Sir, kasi minsan, busy rin ako sa work or busy rin ako sa gawaing bahay. I want something na I can listen to. Mm. And as an, in, as an entrepreneur, lagi tayong merong market research. <laughs> so, I asked my, my readers sa blog and I also did an informal survey sa mga, mga followers ng Facebook page ko. If they want, to have a podcast if they want me to do a podcast. And there was an overwhelming request, mga around 70 plus percent ang nagsabi wow. na, Sir, oh, oh, gusto namin may, may podcast din kayo. And that's also when I realized that ang mga tao, iba-ibang way para, iba-ibang way yung kanilang learning style. There are people who learn better by reading. There are people who learn uh, faster by watching videos. And there are also people na ang learning style nila is audio, auditory yung learning style nila. And they learn faster and better by listening. So I decided na, sige, gawa tayo ng podcast. Uh, one week, crash course, self-study. Basa ako ng mga, mga articles uh, online on how to create a podcast, etc. And then, noong January, that's when I formally launched my podcast. I believe mga January 23 yata yun or January 24 ko nilaunch siya. Um, and I decided na since audio siya, unlike yung blogging and video, uh, YouTube videos, na pwede akong magpakita ng mga visuals. So I decided na since audio lang, I should focus more on the self-development habit mga financial habits. Kasi these are things that we can easily convey through audio. Kasi kung magtuturo ako na how the stock market works, ang hirap siguro i-explain nun, no? Okay. Uh, mas maganda siya kung, kung written article so that I have uh, visual uh, aids. So that's why the podcast is entitled The 80% kasi it's something that uh, comes from Dave Ramsey na of course a personal finance guru in in the states uh, an american radio personality na financial success is 80% behavior sabi niya it's 80% behavior and 20% head knowledge and 
as uh, I've already mentioned earlier, maraming tao na alam na nila yung kailangan gawin. I'm sure lahat ng nakikinig sa atin would agree na importante mag-save. And paano ba mag-save? Alam natin na it's as simple as spending less than what you earn. That's the 20% technical side, technical knowledge of it. And a big part of our financial success is learning the habit, uh, having the right mindset, learning the behavior. So yun yung 80%. And that is what I am focused on my podcast. Yung teaching people the right behavior, the right habits, the right mindset to be able to be financially successful. So it's not just uh, a self-development uh podcast but it's really more of a financial podcast and that's why nasa ano tayo nasa business and finance na category although i actually see myself uh going up sa mga educational and self-help na categories which is sabi ko uh, uh it's something unique pagdating doon sa sa categories niyo kasi syempre more on mga mga improving oneself, mga relationship podcast, yung mga nasa education and self-help. So, I am also something na, I also consider myself a self-help podcast, you can say, but must focus sa business and finance na mindset. Yun. <laughs> wow. So, yung the 80% Uh, name po pala ng podcast nyo is nanggaling kay Dave Ramsey. Actually, kahapon lang po ata, kakapakinggan ko pa lang po ng trailer nyo and yung po na pakinggan ko na kay Sir Dave Ramsey na 80% ng mga tao is um, uh, parang ano po yung 80%? Yung, yung uh, ang, ang financial success ng isang tao it's 80% yung behavior, behavior. Then 20% nung knowledge. So, mm-hmm. karamihan ng tao nakafocus sa 20%. Mm-hmm. Big sabihin, uh, nakafocus how does the stock market work? Paano ba mag-invest sa mutual funds? Paano ba magtipid, etc. Nakafocus sila doon sa technical side, pero hindi nila napapansin na for you to be able to apply itong mga concepts sa to, kailangan you also focus on your mindset, you also focus on your behavior, on your habits. Kasi yun yung 80% ng success mo. Mer- ano siya eh? It's also related to the Pareto Principle. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Nasabi ni, yung Pareto Principle, sabi niya na uh, 80% of our results comes from 20% of our efforts. Parang, yung mga maliliit na bagay na ginagawa natin, yun yung may mga minsan, yun yung may mga pinakamalaking impact sa buhay natin. Which which is related to what I mentioned earlier, yung saving, eh, yung paying yourself first. Napakasimple yung bagay nun, di ba? Na nagtata- nagtatago ka ng percent of your income as your savings. Tapos kahit na wala ka ng ibang gawin, for sure, makapag-ipon ka. So that's just 20% of the effort when it comes to your personal finance. Pero yung nagiging effect non, yung result non na nakakapag-ipon ka ng pera, that will have a major impact pagdating sa personal finance mo. So, 80% nung uh, impact sa ating personal finance, it comes from the simple act of paying ourselves first. So, part of it is the 
Pareto principle yung title ng podcast ko, yung 80%. But uh, the origin story there is really yung sinabi ni Dave Ramsey na ang fina- financial success is 80% uh, behavior and only 20% head knowledge. Which is actually, I believe, applicable to a lot of things. May mga, may mga namita ko, particularly mga OFWs, gustong magnegosyo, di ba? So, tinatanong ko sa kanila na ano na bang ginagawa ninyo? Nakafocus sila doon sa pagtatayo ng negosyo. Nakafocus sila doon sa, sa produkto. Nakafocus sila kung paano magkano yung price ng produkto, etc. And they always come back to me na nahihirapan sila patakbohin yung negosyo. And tinatanong ko, ano yung concern nyo? Kasi hindi daw nila alam kung paano i-manage yung oras nila. Kasi nasa ano sila, nasa abroad sila. At the same time, kailangan nilang tumawag sa sa Pilipinas para kamustahin yung negosyo nila. Tapos, nahihirapan din daw sila na kung paano i-manage yung staff na, na hinire nila. So, alam mo yun, nasa behavioral part, ang pinag-aralan lang nila yung technical part na paano ba itayo yung negosyo, ano ba yung mga kailangan natin bilhin, ano, paano ba i-register yung business, etc. Pero yung management part, yung behavioral part na paano natin, paano natin imomotivate yung mga kamag-anak natin na sila yung magmamanage yung negosyo, paano natin i-inspire yung mga staff natin para alam mo yun, magtrabaho ng maayos for the business and ourselves, how do we make sure na we are able to balance our our schedule, di ba? So, it's more on the habits. Yung ano ba yung magiging routine ko everyday para mapatakbo ko tong negosyo na to. Those are things na people don't even think about until ma-realize sila na importante pala yun. Nakafocus sila dun sa technical part na 20%. But a big part of uh, it, the 80% is learning the, not just the mindset, but learning the habits and observing yung sarili mo. How do you, how do you execute itong plano, plano mo na ito? No? So it's really about uh, focusing on the, the things na hindi tangible. Diba? So it's really about uh, observing ourselves, learning um, who we are, getting to know ourselves better. Kasi tayo yung nag-execute ng plano eh. So we focus on the process and the systems that we need to learn to be able to execute our plans. Mm, okay, so wow. 80% is behavioral and 20% is the head knowledge. So wow. Okay. Technical, yeah. Technical mm-hmm. side. So next question, sir, is... How do you define happiness in your life? Well, happiness is basically being able to to appreciate life, being able to accomplish your your goals, but not simply reaching the finish line, but also enjoying the process in itself. Para sa akin, uh, I would say na quote unquote overrated ang happiness. Kasi for me, more than finding happiness in your life, it's also more important to find meaning in your life. So, uh, 
pursuing a meaningful life will help you also experience happiness. So if you if you work on pursuing meaning, then yung happiness will automatically come because happiness comes from uh, being able to realize your potential, finding some purpose, feeling, um, experiencing self-fulfillment on the things that you do. So para sa akin, instead of forcing yourself to find happiness, it's more important to find things that you can do every day that will help you become a better person and then uh, along the way, help others. And yun, that's one of the best things that you can do to be able to find meaning or, or live a meaningful life. Yun. Mm, wow. So, para maging masaya, find the ways kung paano ka makakatulong sa iba. Wow. Yes. So, and that's scientifically proven na helping other people creates a better sense of well-being in ourselves. Sabi nga nila, di ba, ano, money cannot buy happiness. I actually disagree. Money can buy happiness. The key is knowing how to spend that money. And mm. yung pera na yon, if you spend it to help others, then that will create happiness for you. So you can actually buy quote-unquote, buy happiness. The key is knowing how to spend that money. Kasi wow. if you think about it, meron akong pera, I can definitely buy a new iPhone, for example. That will make me happy temporarily kasi nga para sa sarili ko. That's why nagiging superficial yung happiness. But if I have the money and then binili ko ng bago yung cellphone yung nanay ko. Kasi yung nanay ko, mahilig din siya gumamit ng cellphone, but of course, uh, luma na yung model ng cellphone niya. And, pwede akong bumili ng bagong cellphone para sa kanya, yung mas mabilis, yung mas malaki yung screen. And, of course, I used the money to buy the same thing, to buy a cellphone. But, doon sa second case, it's a cellphone, a mobile, a smartphone for my mother. Ngayon, mm-hmm. yung everyday na makikita ko yung nanay ko na tumatawa kasi may napanood siyang funny video everyday na pinapakita niya sa akin yung mga mga celebrations ng mga relatives namin na kasi madalas yan gawin ng nanay ko na sabi niya sa akin na fit so tingnan mo yung yung tita mo na nasa uh, Hong Kong oh nag, nag kumain sila dito sa restaurant na to nakikita ko siya na natutuwa siya kasi parang nandun daw siya do sa celebration uh, of course my, seeing my mom smile every time na nakakausap niya yung mga college friends niya na matagal na nang hindi nakakausap sinurch namin sa 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 Facebook eh na ito yung mga classmate mo nung college no mga long di ba it gives me uh, a great amount of joy seeing my mom happy pero what was the starting point of that happiness it was me choosing to spend the money that i have to buy her a mobile phone, di ba? So again, money can buy happiness. The key is knowing how to spend the money. And spending money to help others, spending the money for others, as proven by scientific studies, will be able to uh, nurture a good sense of well-being in a person. So money can buy happiness if you think about it. Wow. So... 
money can buy happiness, guys. So, yun. Kasi, totoo nga naman, if binili mo yung mami mo ng uh, isang bagay na magpapasaya sa kanya, syempre, tayo rin, magiging masaya tayo. Actually nga po, lagi ako na, uh, may biro ako sa mami ko lagi na, mami, kapag ako naging successful na, Every month, ang allowance mo sa akin, bibigyan kita ng 100,000 a month. <laughs> so, yun po yung, wow. yung lagi ko nga. Yun. Lagi, lagi namin biruan. Sasabi niya sa akin, ako, pag yan, di mo, pag, success, pag, <laughs> success, pag naging successful ka, tapos di mo yan naging totoo. Pag hindi mo ko binigyan ng ganyan, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. So, nakakatuwa lang kasi nakapagbiruan kami ng ganun. So, ang yeah. isaya. Sabi ng nanay mo, ano, I have receipts, ha? <laughs> So yun nga po. <laughs> so yun po. So, if makikipag-usap ka in your 18-year-old self, ano yung mga sasabihin mo sa sarili mo? Ah, 18 years old. So that's uh, second year college. Tama ba? No, third year college. Third year college. Uh, I would say probably uh, wag kang mag-worry. I would say that was one of the biggest things that I I had during that time because I was worried about what would happen sa akin once na I graduate, especially because I was uh, focused on pursuing an engineering career back then. And while I was studying in UP, ang dami kong classmates na mas magaling sa akin. And that was one of the concerns that I had na, nako, kung dito pa lang sa university, um, mas marami na magaling sa akin. What more, pag gumaduate ako, kasama ko na yung mga ibang schools na mas magaling. So, paano ako magiging successful dito sa engineering field? So, those are one of the many worries that I had back then. So, kung makakausap ko siya ngayon, siguro ang sasabihin ko sa kanya is, don't worry too much kasi everything will... Uh, be okay as long as you stay focused on what you want to do. Hindi ko sasabihin sa kanya na pag-graduate mo, mag-financial industry ka na kagad. <laughs> Kasi I believe the reason why I am enjoying, why I am enjoying what I'm doing now was because I, I went through all those experience of being an engineer, then trying freelancing, and then starting a business. So, necessary lahat yon. kung bakit ini-enjoy ko yung ginagawa ko ngayon. So, hindi ko siya sasabihan na, na mag-financial industry kakagay kasi enjoy mo siya. Kasi feeling ko, hindi niya i-enjoy yon kung wala yung experience and stories na dinaanan ko before. So, that's the least advice that I, I will probably give na don't worry about uh, about your future. Basta stay focused on what you need to do right now and you'll do fine. But probably, I would say na uh, start reading kasi nung 18 years old, hindi pa ako masyadong nagbabasa noon. Although, nagbabasa ako pag popular yung novel, pero yung self-initiated reading habit, uh, I still didn't have that. So, probably that's one change that I would try to do para sa 18-year-old self ko na uh, balikan mo yung... Kasi yung mayroon akong auntie na na reader and meron siya talagang mini library sa bahay, I would probably encourage my 18-year-old self na 
punta ka dun sa bahay ng auntie mo, ba, basahin mo yung yung mga libro doon. Specifically siguro yung Think and Grow Rich, I can still wow. remember that book na it's one of the thing yun yung yun yung Rich Dad Poor Dad ko. I know a lot of people got inspired by after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. Uh, for me, ang Rich Dad Poor Dad ko was yung Think and Grow Rich. Yun yung una kong nabasa na nakapag-inspire sa akin to take care of my finances. So, I would probably say to my 18-year-old self na punta ka sa bahay ng tita mo, hanapin mo yung Think and Grow Rich, tas basahin mo yun. And then, try to learn the habit of reading. And wow. siguro yung last na sasabihin ko dun sa 18-year-old ko, 18-year-old self ko is, um, ito yung mga numbers na nanalo sa loto last year. So, <laughs> taya mo, no? Para after all these experiences, ayun, magiging uh, milyonaryo ka. Sobra-sobra. Uh, Ayan. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, Think and Grow Rich po is, ito rin yung ano eh, parang isa sa mga favorite, ano, favorite books ko na actually, mm-hmm. tama po kayo karaniwan sa mga tao is, uh, yung first step po nila is the rich, rich Dad Poor Dad which is ako rin po, yun po yung naging ano ko, uh, parang basis, o yung pinaka first na book about financial uh, literacy. Yun yung introduction mo <laughs> to the uh, world po. of personal finance, di ba? Yes. Uh, and yun na, marami na pong sunod-sunod. And yun po, sir, thank you, thank you very much po for sharing your life with us. Please invite them in your social, sir. Alright. So, maraming salamat sa mga nakinig, mga nagtsaga, sa mga stories natin. And I hope marami silang natutunan and marami silang baon na the lessons about personal finance. One of the things that I tell people, the best way to learn is to teach. So, subukan natin ituro yung mga natutunan natin ngayon sa mga kaibigan natin kasi that's the best way for us to remember the lessons and to be able to uh, cement it in our brain para matanda natin for the long term yung mga advice na tinuro natin dito, uh, ituro natin sa iba. And if you are ready to learn more, of course, I would like to invite everyone to subscribe to our podcast, The 80% with Fitz Villafuerte, F-I-T-Z. Uh, walang R kasi madalas nagkakamalik. Fritz yung tawag sa akin. Uh, so, walang R, F-I-T-Z lang. Fitz Villafuerte, The 80%. You can search for that sa mga podcast app nyo, sa mga podcast directory. It's available in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all those other podcast uh, platforms. If you're uh, the type of person na mas gusto mo nagbabasa or nag, nanonood ng mga videos, I am actually a content creator. I have a YouTube channel, I have a blog, I have a Facebook page, I am active on Twitter, on Instagram. Lahat yan makikita nyo sa aking portal. I actually have a portal which you can find at readytoberich.com. So, yung readytoberich.com, it's my personal portal where you can find all the links to my other social networks. Yun. Wow. So, grabe no. Ang dami nyo pong ginagawa. Vlogger, uh, YouTuber, podcaster. So, uh, so, guys, if you want to learn mo- more on how to manage your money, don't forget to listen to the the eighty percent with uh, Fitz Villaverde and sa YouTube. Uh, 
ready to be rich and wealth archi tawo ba yes so ah uh, sige mention na natin no um i have a financial planning firm which is yung wealth archi Arky mm. kasi architect, no? Wealth Arky. So, we actually have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Wealth Arky. So, yung YouTube channel namin, it's actually uh, our marketing channel. That's where okay. we find clients for financial consultancy. And uh, Facebook page ko, facebook.com slash ready to be rich. Ang Twitter and Instagram ko is bradfits, B-R-O-D-F-I-T-Z. Mm. So, kaysa tandaan pa nila lahat ng links na yon yun nga, punta na lang sila sa portal natin na readytoberich.com. readytoberich.com. So, yes, yeah. nandun lahat yun. Oo. Punta kayo sa readytoberich.com. So, yun, grabe, sobrang dami ko natutunan po sa inyo, sir. Sobrang thank you, thank you. Uh, sobrang hindi ko inaasahan to kasi napapanood lang po kita sa YouTube. And now, <laughs> here we are. Nandito na nakakausap na kita. And thank you, thank you very much, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Fitz Villaferte. So, uh, guys, thank you, thank you very much sa mga nanood. And if sa YouTube kayo nanonood, uh, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. And if sa, sa, sa Spotify, you can follow me on Spotify, The Richard Bautista Show. And uh, on my commu- uh, our community, the Philippine Podcast Directory, huwag niyo pong kakalimutan na uh, go there. And marami pa po kaming a lot of podcasters, uh, a lot uh, Philippine Podcast Directory and Podcast PH. Sobrang, if you are aspiring to be a podcaster, you can go there. Actually, yun yung first na avid nyo ko eh. Nagtatanong-tanong ako sa mga tao sa Podcast PH and sa Fili- uh, Philippine Podcast Directory. And lastly, we have officially now our TRBS merch. Meron na tayong merch, guys, na wow. sa uh, Philippine Podcast Directory uh, store. You can go to the Philippine Post- Podcast Directory or you can go to my f- uh, Facebook. Makikita nyo doon yung merch ko. And uh, if gusto nyo, bili kayo guys. Sobrang thank you, thank you sa pagbibili kayo. And yun sir, thank you so much for the support and don't forget to keep on grinding. This is The Richard Bautista Show. See you on the next one.